Hi all. Today we have came back with a brand new episode of Human and Emotions. As we have done earlier as well, we are going to discuss, we are going to describe and then we are going to decipher a certain area which is related to your self-improvement, something related to your professional life or something related to your development as an individual. We will definitely take the lesson from one of the self-improvement, wealth management, business management or other leadership related books. At first we will read the story, at first we will read the specific area of the book, a chapter and then afterwards we will try to decipher, we will try to analyze the meaning and the connection with our day-to-day life which actually will help us to learn something new in order to become a much better professional and individual as well. Thank you, we will begin. So today we will start reading from a book, The Richest Man in Babylon by Giorgiore S. Klassen. So this particular book is specifically created or written on wealth management, financial management as well and definitely a lot of information or a lot of description related to our personal day-to-day life, improvement ourselves as an individual. So we will read the first chapter of that, The Man Who Desired Gold. Thank you. We will start soon. We are starting with the first chapter of the book, The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Klassen, the man who desired gold. Bansir, the chariot builder of Babylon, was thoroughly discouraged. From his set upon the low world surroundings, his property, he guessed sadly at his simple home and open workshop in which stood a partially completed chariot. His wife frequently appeared at the open door. Her furtive glances in his direction reminded him that meal bag was almost empty and he should be at work finishing the chariot, hammering and hewing, polishing and painting, stretching taut the leader over the wheel reams, preparing it for delivery so he could collect from his wealthy customer. Nevertheless, his fat muscular body sat solidly upon the wall. His slow mind was struggling patiently with a problem for which he could not find no answer. The hot, tropical sun so typical of this valley of the Euphrates, bit down upon him mercilessly. Beads of perspiration formed upon his brow and trickled down unnoticed to lose themselves in the hairy jungle of his chest. Beyond his home towered the high terrace wall surrounding the king's palace. Nearby cleaving the blue heavens was the painted tower of the temple of Bel. In the shadow of such grandeur was his simple home and many others far less neat and well cared for. Babylon was like this, a mixture of grandeur and squalor, of dazzling wealth and direst poverty, crowded together without plan or system within the protecting walls of the city. Behind him, had he cared to turn and look, the noisy chariots of the rich jostled and crowded aside the sandaled tradesmen as well as the barefooted beggars. Even the rich were forced to turn into gutters to clear the way for the long lines of slave water carriers on the king's business, each bearing a heavy goatskin of water 
to be poured upon the hanging gardens. Basir was too engrossed in his own problem to hear or heed the confused hubbub of the busy city. It was unexpected twanging of his strings from a familiar lyre that aroused him from his reverie. He turned and looked into the sensitive smiling face of his best friend Kobbi, the musician. May the god bless thee with great liberty my good friend, began Kobbi with an elaborate smile. Yet it does appear that have already been so generous thou needest not to labor. I rejoice with thee in thy gold fortune. More I would even share it with thee. Pray from thy parts which must be bulging else thou oldest to busy in yon ship. Extract but to humble shekels and lend them to me until after the noblesman's feast this night. Thou will not miss them are they are returned. If I did have two shekels, Basi responded gloomily, to no one could I lend them, not even to you my best of friends, for they would be my fortune. my entire fortune no one lends his entire fortune not even to his best friend what exclaimed kavi with genuine surprise thou hast not one shekel in thy parts yet sit like a statue upon a wall why not complete the chariot how well scans thou provide for thy noble appetite this not like thee my friend where is my endless energy doth something distress thee have this gods brought to the troubles A torment from the gods must be, Basir agreed. It began with a dream, a senseless dream, in which I thought I was a man of means. From my belt hung a handsome purse, heavy with coins. There were shekels, which I cast with careless freedom to the beggars. There were pieces of silver, with which I did buy finery for my wife and whatever I desired for myself. There were pieces of gold. which made me feel assured of the future and unafraid to spend the silver a glorious feeling of contentment was within me you would not have known me for thy hard working friend nor wouldst have known my wife so free from wrinkles was her face and shining with happiness she was again with the smiling maiden of our early married days pleasant dream indeed commented kobi but why should such pleasant feelings as it aroused turn the into a gloom statue upon the wall what indeed because when i awake and remembered how empty was my purse a feeling of rebellion swept over me let us talk it over together for as the sailors do say we ride in the same boat we two as young stars we went together to the priest to learn wisdom as young man we shared each other's pleasure as grown man we have always been close friends we have been contented subjects of our kind We have been satisfied to work long hours and spend our earnings freely. We have earned much coin in the years that have passed. Yet to know the joys that come from wealth, we must dream about them. Bah! Are we more than dumb sheep? We live in the richest city in all the world. The travelers do say none equals it in wealth. About us is much display of wealth, but of it we ourselves have not. After half a lifetime of hard labor, thou my best of friends. has an empty parts and says to me may i borrow such a trifle as two shekels until after the nobleman feast this night then what do i reply do i say here is my purse its contents will i gladly share no i admit that my purse is as empty as thine what is the matter why cannot we acquire silver and gold more than enough for foods and robes consider also our sons basil continued are they not following in the footsteps of their father 
Nidhi and their families and their sons and their sons' families live all their lives in the midst of such treasures of gold and lead like us. Be content to banquet upon sour goat's milk and porridge. Never in all the years of our friendship didst thou like this before. Basir Kobi was puzzled. Never in all those years did I think like this. Before from early dawn until darkness stopped me. I have lived to build the finest chariots any man could make. Soft-heartedly hoping some day the gods would recognize my worthy deeds and bestow upon me great prosperity. This they have never done. At last I realize this they will never do. Therefore my heart is sad. I wish to be a man of means. I wish to own lands and cattle. to have fine robes and coins in my purse i am willing to work for those things with all the strength in my back with all the skill in my hands with all the cunning in my mind but i wish my labors to be fairly rewarded what is the matter with us again i ask you why cannot we have our just share of the good things so plentiful for those who have the gold with which to buy them which i know an answer kobi replied no better than thou i am satisfied My earnings from my lair are quickly gone. Often must I plan and scheme that my family be not hungry. Also within my breast is a deep longing for a lair large enough that it may truly sing the strains of music that do surge through my mind. With such an instrument could I make music finer than even the king has heard before? Such a lair thou shouldst have. No man in all Babylon could make it sing more sweetly, could make it sing so sweetly. Not only the king but the gods themselves would be delighted. But how mayst thou secure it while we both of us are as poor as the king's slaves? Listen to the bell. Here they come. He pointed to the long column of half-naked sweating water bearers plodding laboriously up the narrow street from the river. Five abreast they marched, each bent under a heavy goatskin of water. A fine figure of a man. He who doth let them. Kobi indicated the warder of the bell who marched in front without the load. a prominent man in his own country it is easy to see there are many good figures in the line basir agreed as good men as we tall blond men from the north laughing black men from the south little brown men from nearer countries all marching together from the river to the gardens back and forth day after day year after year not of happiness to look forward to beds of straw upon which to sleep hard grain porridge to eat Pity the poor brutes, Kobi. Pity them I do. Yet thou dost make me see how little better off are we, free men, though we call ourselves. This is truth, Kobi. Unpleasant thought that to be. We do not wish to go on year after year living slavish lives, working, 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 getting nowhere. Might might we not find out how others acquire gold and do we do as they do, Kobi inquired. Perhaps there is some secret we might learn if we do, but sought from those we know," replied Wasi thoughtfully. This very day, suggested Kobi, I did pass our old friend Arkhat, riding in his golden chariot. This I will say, he did not look over my humble head as many in his station might consider his right. Instead, he did wave his hand though all onlookers might see him pay greetings and bestow his smile of friendship upon Kobi. The musician, his claim to be the richest man in the Babylon, Basim mused. 
so rich the king is said to seek his golden aid in affairs of the treasury kabi replied so rich basir interrupted i fear if i should meet him in the darkness of the night i should lay my hands upon his fat wallet nonsense reproved kobi a man's wealth is not in the parts of his carries a fat part quickly empties if there to be golden streams to refill it harkad has an income that constantly keep his purse full no matter how liberally he spends income this is the thing agreed basir i wish an income that will keep flowing into my purse whether i sit upon the wall or travel to far lands arkad must know how a man can make an income for himself dost suppose it is something he could make clear to a mind as low as mine me thinks he did teach his knowledge to do his son no masir kabir responded did he not go to nave and so it is told at the end become without it from his father one of the richest man in the city hobby thou bringest to me a rare thought a new light bloomed in bashir eyes it cost nothing to ask wise advice from a good friend and arkad was always that never mind though our parts be as empty as the falcon nest of a year ago let that not detain us we are weary of being without gold in the midst of plenty we wish to become men of means come let us go to arkad and ask how we also may acquire incomes for ourselves thou speakest with true inspiration basir thou bringing to my mind a new understanding thou makest me to realize that reason why we have never found any measure of wealth we never sought it thou hast labored patiently to build the strongest chariots in babylon to that purpose was devoted your best endeavors therefore at it thou didst succeed i strove to become a skillful lad player and as it did i succeed in those things towards which we exerted our best endeavor we succeeded the gods were content to let us continue thus now at last we see a light bright like that from the rising sun it bided us to learn from that we may prosper more with a new understanding we shall find honorable ways to accomplish our desire let us go to arkad this very day basirajit let us ask other friends of our boyhood days who have feared no better than ourselves to join us that they do may share in his wisdom thou whatever those thoughtful of thy friends wasir therefore hast thou many friends this shall be as thou sayest we go this day and take them with us now we try to decipher the inner meaning or the kind of message and moral is given in this story most of the time what happens though we are skillful in our work though we have tried enough to be successful in our life by using our skills but still we do not get success sometimes we do not get the desired money as well sometimes it is so bad that we are not even able to get the basic requirement for ourselves and we are unable to find an answer for the reason behind it therefore what happens we always blame our luck we always blame the cruelty of the world and we always think you know god is also not helpful and blessing us though we are skillful enough to become a much better person and to be a much better successful person but on the other hand 
we never try to understand what exactly is lacking why being so skillful why being so expert we are still not able to gain the success we are still a failure so therefore at first you must understand what exactly is missing why we are not able to get the success and the money what we desire what we need and what we deserve as well therefore sometimes it's very important we should seek an answer sometimes we get an answer by ourselves by analyzing our work by analyzing our mistakes by analyzing different things we have done so far and what are the things that has gone wrong sometimes it may happen we cannot even find an answer we still don't know how we can improve ourselves how we can seek a better success how we can get a better success in our life therefore that point of time we must seek a guidance we must speak with someone who is already successful in the life it can be our friend it can be some of our mentor it can be someone who is not very much known to us sometime we can speak directly with them sometime we can see that they are follows follow their footstep sometime we can see what are the different new things new initiative has been taken by them and we must implement the same thing in our life it always not very easy to speak with someone it always not very easy to get an answer of uh, from someone who is very much successful in life but on the other hand it's definitely very easy if we find an answer by following the footstep by analyzing the different activities and different initiative taken by the successful person therefore at the end of the lesson we must conclude with that thought that do not blame luck do not blame god do not blame yourself and the scenario as well or the politics or the country anyone for your lack of success for your not utilization of skills you must find an answer because only blaming will not give you any solution only blame uh, will not bring any success therefore you should find an answer you should follow the footstep of others you should evaluate the activities done by a successful person or an organization and based on that you must learn the best practices must learn and understand what are the mistakes you have done so far in your life and based on that you definitely implement or incorporate those new learnings in your life and can gain the success as well that's all from the today's episode thank you for listening we will definitely come back very soon with a new episode with a kind of similar thought from a book of self improvement leadership management or a similar topic till then stay safe stay healthy thank you